0: Dave, I was book shopping. No, I wasn't even book shopping. I was in the uh, Tattersall's. Sounds like
1: a lie. You've already lost me with the story. I was
0: confused. Okay. Um, I saw a book while I, I was cashing in someone's scratchy ticket for them on my lunch break.
1: Uh, I'm getting less and less convinced by this story. Um, Why didn't they cash in their own scratchy ticket? Well, I was going that way, and I, they okay. said, "Can you cash in my scratchy?"
0: I couldn't because the machine was broken. But that's neither here nor there. Okay. Uh, while I was waiting in the queue. I saw a book that was called, you know how they have the trashy trashy novels? Yeah, there. that are like
1: $3.50 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. kind
0: of like Daniel Steele, but yeah. not like secret obsessions or something.
1: Daniel Steele, spelt like with a Y or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and this one was called Too Many Murders. <laughs> uh. And I, I sort of looked at it and thought, it that, that seems a bit, at what point is... There are too many murders. I know. Like, what's the correct amount of murders? What's just enough murders? You can imagine the cop, like, all right, we've got one murder, but... We
1: could probably use a few more. Yeah, yeah. two. It's we've not got cool. this whole homicide unit just sitting there. Look, you guys take a break. Well, let's just see if it gets up a little bit more. Aren't we, as taxpayers, paying for, like, the police? Well, we're we're not paying taxes in this fictional world, I guess. I guess so. Because uh, if I'm paying for a homicide unit, <laughs> I want there to be enough murders for them to not be just sitting around playing solitaire and sudoku and stuff. So, what do you reckon, like, four murders is probably Depends a good Depends on the size of the homicide unit, I guess, okay. yeah.
0: But at, at what point are they like, all right, four... Oh, I've
1: got it, I've got it. It's one of those awful books or TV shows where it's a pun title, and, like, it's... Joseph and Josephine murder, and they're at a family oh. gathering where there's just they can't handle how many family members there are, and there's too many murders. <laughs> maybe, like, maybe there's like loads so of heaps cr- th- of crows, groups of crows, too many crows, and they're committing the murders, or they're just no, no, because just... like a collective noun of crows is not murder, yeah, of crows. yeah,
0: yeah, just so, too many crows. So it's just it's kind of like a Hitchcock thing, but they're not actually murdering anyone. It's just kind of book about no, too yeah, birds. too
1: many groups of crows.
0: It's just birds that are getting out of control. Yeah, it's too many, mm. or. No, I think that's what it is. someone called Too Many, and they're going around murdering people.
1: Oh, I get so it. It's too Many. It yeah.
0: it's, I don't know who's
1: going to be called Too Many, but they no. go murder, so it's Too Many murders. I can't even think of which race to offend, but <laughs> I, I can't even figure out what that would be. Yeah. Wow. All right. Let's start the show. Okay. Been socked in the face with an oak barrel. It's bizarre. It's maybe too oaky, but it doesn't seem to be too oaky. No, don't... no, it's pretty bad. Bu- Let's
0: wait. Tastes a bit like. um... Are we recording? Tastes a bit like a bass. Oh, okay. Or... I didn't realise we were recording. Well oh, are
1: we? Oh, I, th- I was waiting for a nod. Oh, I was, yeah, I was the little signal. There's no signal. Oh, uh, okay. Ah. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Um,
0: How are you going, Dave? This is a big beer. It is a big beer. Uh, we were gifted a beer before we before we jump in uh, from Phil Cook, who you, people might have remembered from the Gabs podcast. Hi, Phil. Um, what an episode. It was a great episode. If you haven't heard it, go back through the archives and have a little listen. Yeah, don't listen to this rubbish because there's only two of us. And then there was a cast of stars. Mm. Um, and he he was kind enough to gift us. He works at the Garage Project Brewery and he gave us a <clears> bottle of the coxswain's courage double barrel porter not the usual blended porter
1: (laughs) not the usual
0: not the rubbish come on well uh, looking online like i it's actually there seems to be a lot of confusion around what what is what because the the blended porters coxswain's courage but this is the double barrel i think people are not sure which um i don't know how i tried to work out how strong this is from the internet and i'm still not really sure Um, you you tell about the beer and I'll keep looking
1: okay so uh, while we're setting up the studio today I've got like a little esky I'm I'm using as a table which is very thrifty of me and I moved the glass from the esky to the floor while I was about two feet away from the glass and I could smell it from there so it's a huge I'm guessing it's very high in ABV do you want to throw a figure? I would say, give me a second this is great listening. I would put it at 11.5. Yeah, pretty close. 12.3. 12 point. Okay. Um, yeah, it's big.
0: So this this particular one is the one that won the gold medal at the World Beer Cup. No, silver medal, sorry, at the World Beer Cup. Uh, it's incredibly oaky. It's really, really oaky. But it smells like it smells like you're just eating an oak stave, or you're about to eat an oak stave. I don't stave. know what that is. Uh, I'm like prepared a, to say that no one else knows what that is either. Oh, like a... Bit of oak that you put in a barrel and a beer when you don't
1: want to put it in a barrel. Oh, is that what they call it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, um, wine it also tastes wine? a bit like um, a bounty bar. Really? I don't know if I get that. Um, hang on, give me another go. The end. Once you've battled through the boozyness. Um, yeah, I'll give you that.
0: Thank um, you. Validated. <laughs> uh, what is surprising? It, it smells so okay, It tastes so okay. It's delicious, though. Yeah, like it's not at no point am I, of balance, Yeah, at no point am I like ah, oh, this is probably a bit much.
1: You I, know that I've got a aversion to the really high tasting ABV beers, and mm. I don't have a problem with this at all.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, two thumbs up. Garage
1: Project continuing to two thumbs impress. up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think we agreed to that un- agreed <laughs> to that unit of measurement for our beers. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I don't need to seek your opinion for my me- opinion. Oh, you know, okay. Yeah, no, I like that actually. <laughs> Fair enough.
0: I um, you mean, you can come up with your own. I don't. We I mean, didn't really come up with two thumbs up. Anyway, um, we. I'm hoping to to visit the Garage Project guys. Uh, I'm staying six hundred meters down from them. When, which also means you're
1: equal distance from everywhere else in Wellington. In Wellington, amazing, yeah, like basically convenient to everything. Yeah, and
0: basically in Wellington. Um, so when when we we're at Beavana, uh, Emma and I, Emma's going to join me for a chat um, to the Garage Project band uh, band guys about their branding um, and also their beers. Um, also. Our favourites, Rockwell and Sons, will be doing a bit of a pop up I there. did
1: see there. What a result
0: for you. It's a long way to go to just get Rockwell and Sons, <laughs> which I
1: get frequently anyway. But hey, if you're in the area. Yeah, I don't know if they're doing fried chicken. Anyway. The rest um, of their food's kind of okay though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What have you been up to? Um, I don't know. I've, this is a question that we ask each other every single week, and I always don't feel prepared for it. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, did we you weren't... Did you celebrate IPA day? Uh, it depends what you mean by celebrate. I happen to enjoy an IPA on that particular day. Would you have enjoyed the IPA? Yeah, I would have because I got my posse pack. So it... what's a What's a posse pack? What's a posse pack? Um, posse pack is like a member club for Road Brewers in uh, Beechworth and. Each quarter or every two months, they send you a box of beers, and it's kind of fun because you get uh, twice a year they brew a um, a winter and a summer beer for the posse, so you don't get them commercially. Although I think these days, I think he started releasing really them. Out. Yeah, yeah, so. he started putting them on tap. I've seen them pop up, so it's less exclusive these days, but it's still kind of fun because it's fun to get, have something that is uh, a little bit exclusive, and they're always pretty good beers as well. So. Um, Mm. That's kind of fun. So he's, a, I, he's a consistently good brewer. Yeah, exactly. I happened, I happened upon a bling IPA uh, on IPA Day, but I don't like the days. The days, I don't really like them. Well, this is what,
0: something I wanted to discuss, in a, I messaged you earlier and said, the proliferation of days, there seems to be, there was a, a beer day, like International, International Beer Day, was like a week day, ago. Yeah, uh, IPA Day was was this week. There's Stout Day Stout somewhere, I don't know where Stout that is. Stout Day, there's Stout Float Night, which, That's awesome, though. That's the best uh, for for listeners that aren't unfamiliar with Stout Float Night. It's something that that Dave actually came up with. They got a bit of traction, I think, didn't they? Did,
1: didn't it? Yeah. Um, I just wanted to have a Stout Float, and I just like deemed it on the day that I wanted to have it. I deemed it um, uh, Stout Float Night, hmm. and people sort of had fun, jumped it. on board. I didn't have an IPA on IPA
0: Day. It was yeah, the first going against the man, man. Well, there was a lot of peer <laughs> pressure. It, it felt like. Um, I didn't I – so it was Thursday, and I try not to drink during the week because, you know, I'd probably drink way too much on the weekends. And I didn't have any IPA in my fridge or anything. Um, I didn't – wasn't going past anywhere that, that had any IPA. It's was like, oh, I should really go go get an IPA somewhere. I'm like, well, I don't really want one.
1: Yeah, don't, don't do that.
0: So and it was this kind of weird, like, you know – I actually also put a thing on our Facebook about um, favorite local IPAs, and so I got involved in some way. But I didn't, I didn't actually drink anything. But yeah, I felt a little bit peer pressured.
1: Yeah, um, you know what? I'm gonna do. I haven't done it yet, and I might back out of it. I think I'm gonna get, like get rid of Untapped. I don't think I want to do Untapped anymore because that's the reason why it's a thing because they I understand why IPA day is what it is. It's from Untapped, right? No. It's no. not it started separately to that.
0: Yeah. Right. But well, they are they, put they a are a driver
1: of it because people want to get the badge. And that was definitely for me one of the
0: reasons why I went, "Oh, maybe you know, I'm going to miss it on a badge." Who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I I think I'm going to not do that anymore. I don't I don't need to do that. I've definitely slowed down using Untapped. I don't check in beers that I I have, you know, often
1: or or whatever like for a couple of years now, I've only been checking in unique mm. beers. And then, I don't even know, it might have been during good beer week, I just didn't have the uh, phone data or the time to, to check in beers that I was having for the first time. Mm. And you know what happened? Mm. Nothing. I didn't care <laughs> that I was missing them out. So then I just maybe I'll just not do that anymore. Well, I, I've i started checking
0: in afterwards or say I'm, I'm out with Emma and, you know, if she goes to the bar...
1: I'll do them all then, Yeah, because for a while there I was just looking at my it's phone. so irritating. Not You're not saying you, but when you see people just looking at their phones when mm. you're out and about, it's mm. irritating. It definitely is irritating. Um, what, was, what was the topic again? IPA oh, It's got sidetracked. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't know. There,
0: there was a really good um, article uh, in the Epicure this week by Will Hawke. He's a British writer who writes for The Age, um, but he was, I think he lives in Britain. I'm not sure, but... He wrote about IPA and, and local IPAs, and it was really interesting seeing um, good beer coverage in in mainstream media. Um, you know, you don't see that much, and if you do, it's kind of like, hey, look at this craft beer thing. You know, they've got yeah, like, wacky what, names. Yeah, and like,
1: what? They're putting pumpkin in beer? Oh, my and God. Then, yeah, exactly. Um,
0: and so this was a, a really, really well-written article. Um
1: do you want to stop for a minute? Luke's got a little bit of optic issues. I think I'm okay. You think you're all right? Okay. I can eat it around this. Okay. don't sure enough, to. This is fa- fascinating. No. No, keep recording. We haven't had... We've had. We've done a lot of stuff on our shows, but that was the first contact lens removal and reapplication. I reckon maybe we should just have a little short break. shortly. Yeah. Um, there we'll could be back. some sort of guitar solo involved here. I'm back. We are back. Okay, so this is the first well, sort of medical crisis. But <laughs> take me through it. What happened?
0: Uh, look, I wear um, hard contact lenses, the the permanent ones. Yeah. Uh, I can't wear glasses because of whatever.
1: Because you don't want to be looked upon like a square? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. No, I'd love to wear glasses. Um, what, yeah. what? What do you mean you'd love to wear glasses?
0: Well, I wouldn't have to wear fucking hard I guess the grass heart. is always greener, isn't it? I guess so. Um, yeah. Lasix. and with, with these um, these hard ones, if you get something under it, it's just you've got a little bit of glass, something, and then your eye, and then everything's just scratching around. So, yeah, a little bit of pain, a bit distracting. But we're back on board? Uh, I've rinsed it out. Um, it might, might have just been a little eyelash or something, I don't know.
1: All right. So that was we'll, a fascinating 30 seconds. So what were we talking about? Um, uh, yeah, good seeing IPA getting... Coverage in the mainstream. Oh media. yeah, that's right. So, he, like, here's why I'm great and everyone else is terrible. Okay, so what a great way to start a season. Yeah, exactly. Um, the reason why I thought it was fun to have stout float night mm. is because it's something you don't have you don't have that often, right? It's an interesting way to Definitely. encourage people to do it. Yeah. Um, whereas like IPA day, like is tonight going to be an IPA day for me? Probably. I'm probably going to have that at some stage, maybe. Hmm. Um, so I don't know it's encouraging so something you, that like everyone's doing anyway <laughs> yeah, exactly
0: it, it's the kind of thing that like I think in three years time when everyone is completely over IPA well let's say ten years time because I still think IPAs have a lot of legs in terms of the the fad the trend whatever you want to call it um, particularly in Australia we're only just kind of starting to get tap lists that are almost dominated by IPAs um Whereas in the States it's, you know, you walk in somewhere and appa- I've never been, but apparently it's all IPA and you kind of escape it. In Australia we're only just sort of getting to that point. Um in so ten years' time, once we're all completely over it and we're drinking sours like everyone should, um <laughs> then I think it's probably a good time to say, Hey, remember that? Remember that little battler that started started it all for us? Yeah. um uh, because I, I, I think it's pretty undeniable that the IPA has pretty much driven if it was in one style that was driving this
1: whole yeah, trend. no, too
0: right.
1: Um, kind of like the poster boy of different beer and more aggressive and yeah, flavoursome beer. Yeah,
0: I also saw an or post a poster girl, poster girl. Yeah. That's
1: true. Um, poster person.
0: We. <laughs> I also saw a, a an article that uh, asked the question: When did India start meaning American? Hey, eh? when did India start meaning American? So when you think of like. Uh, Indian pale ale, yeah. uh, now you've got every other freaking version, Indian pale lager. Basically what we're referring to now is it's
1: American style. Yeah, okay. um, well, it's probably not a, a long discussion point. Yeah, so it's an interesting there's cre- probably a fair amount of redundancy in there, but yeah, I do. It's an
0: interesting commentary, I guess, that the, the history of India pale ale, so whatever, people dispute that a lot. And now it's starting to mean something completely different in terms of it's got a lot of American hops in it or a lot of aroma hops in it.
1: Yeah, but it's a style. It's a style guideline. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah. That's the reason why people go around those style guidelines because it's like they're naming it to best fit. I mean, it'd be great if they they weren't used and people just, like have a more appropriate name for it, but we get it because it's a, it's a style guide. What would be a more appropriate name? Oh, like, an, like an American pale ale rather than, right. like if it's if in America, that's what they're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah. pretty reasonable. Um,
0: and I think there probably is distinct in terms of um, hops. You know, and a New Zealand pale ale was probably quite different if you're using New Zealand hops. They've got that kind of grassier,
1: um, citrusy, God, I don't know, lychee. Also, oh, what I mean is, like, with, like, an India pale lager, yeah. like, the, the, there's almost nothing that's correct about that. No. <laughs> so, but we know what they mean, though. Like, it's a, it's a way to make us understand, before we taste it, what it might be like.
0: Are there, are there any black IP owls yet? Uh, yeah, I think... Because that's... Uh, yeah, didn't, uh... True South do one? Yeah, I think so. That's such like a mind-bender for people that wouldn't... To explain that... Yeah. Like, if you didn't know what any of those things were for a start, suddenly, if trying to explain that would just be like,
1: but how what is you, it... What, no, I don't want that anymore.
0: <laughs> give me something else. Yeah. You're right. Um, I also asked a question on our Facebook this week, which if it's you... It's also really good, by the way. The, the True South one? Yeah. Yeah, it was delicious. And yeah. I was ready to go into that like, don't give me your black India pale lager <laughs> <laughs> bullshit. Uh, delicious. What a great beer yeah, was. Yeah, very good. Um... I asked a question on my Facebook that if it's not called an IPA, like the the examples I gave with the Hot Water Falls mm-hmm. out of New Zealand there, carry Pale Ale, which is incredibly bitter, yep. um, incredibly fra- fragrant. If It's probably bigger in terms of hopping and bitterness than Hop Hog, yep. um, which is the, I guess, Australian's flagship IPA, or is it an IPA is what a lot of people
1: ask. I think if you tasted it blind, you'd guess it's an IPA straight away. Yeah. And the other one I gave was Boneyard's. Golden Ale, yeah, which uh, which we talked to Brandon about that very beer.
0: Yep, and both of them are incredibly. Again, either IPAs to me, that's
1: what they they tick all the boxes. A yeah. um, rose by any other name, but that's sort of what I mean about the hot water. Um, particularly, that's an IPA, but that's how they that's how he likes his pale ale. Like that's that's his pale ale. You know what I mean? Hmm. So all right, that's what anyway. Because it's a pale ale, that's his yeah, pale ale. And you have to. And because we do, because you have to categorise it, you're pretty comfortable in putting it in an IPA or even maybe borderline pale ale IPA category. And well, I think Sculpin, Ballast Point Sculpin. Yeah.
0: That won the international... Pale Ale, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. or Australian Pale Ale, Australian New Zealand Pale Ale, <laughs> whatever categories in the World Beer Cup. That won it, and that's a, that's a big IPA. Mm-hmm. Any day of the week, that is. Yeah. It's interesting that whole entering um into the right category for judging rather than entering what you call your beer. And if brewers know that they're not brewing to that style or whatever, then
1: maybe they should change the name of their beer. Yeah, but the thing is that a beer can fall like if because they have rigid uh, IBU colour because they have rigid criteria for what it is a beer can fall under multiple categories and why wouldn't you enter it in the category that gives yourself the best chance to win I don't mm. I'd never regret that mm. what do you think of um,
0: six point and they just don't put styles on anything
1: great mm.
0: would it's you great. rather that than uh, I guess it depends what you're brewing yeah true if you're brewing you're, I want to brew a straight up IPA that ticks all those boxes call it that
1: yeah or like for for example Hendo with his Captain Obvious he brewed it for a specific category because yeah. he wanted to see how it went like in a competition mm. that's fair enough too mm. he wants to put it bang in the category yeah yeah and I guess there is that comp- brewing for competition
0: yeah. brewing for style everyone's got their own take or their own reasons to, to make something
1: what about when you get a beer that's labelled an IPA and you taste it and you're like yeah you see that's really- where it's irresponsible to me yeah is you're putting it out there what you're creating an expectation and if you don't deliver like this is what some of the macros do mm. um, because they want to be hip or cool and have that uh, category of beer and then you get it and you wonder which hop was near it when it was <laughs> brewed rather than any hops being actually in it
0: mm. Mm.
1: And, yeah, to me that's I get really annoyed and I, I you
0: almost lose faith in the person who's brewing it because you've told me it's going to be one thing and it's not. Do you know what that thing is? You probably do, but
1: you're intentionally... Do we think it's the brewer's problem? It's like faults, is that Well, they're the one making the beer. But they're not the one who's calling it an IPA, though, you know what
0: I mean? Mm, yeah. So you're saying in the big the macros, the chain of command could be so so diluted
1: that you have a have to brew an IPA but so the brewers b- brewed a pale ale with more hops than he normally would have mm. and up the line they've gone well more hops to me sounds like we can market it as an IPA mm.
0: maybe we need to get a, a macro brewer disguise his voice and
1: get the um, get the truth behind it yeah get the oh you know what we should do what should I we do I think maybe I'm silly this morning I think we should have a macro brewer in just with a few helium balloons and he can helium his voice to disguise it so we don't know, you know. This is this is a macro brewer. Is any Australian brewery
0: guilty of that? When I think about it, though,
1: I wish we'd thought about it
0: beforehand. Mm. Um, I but the obvious one to me was the um, cricketer's arms, which we've discussed on. Yeah, there. <laughs> yeah. There's also uh, Monteith's. A lot of their brewers reserve range. I haven't drank it in so
1: long that I can't really comment.
0: Yeah, I haven't tried any. Um, but all the commentary around their IPA is like, "What the hell is this? This is not anything close to what they're saying it is." Um, what about Creatures? Little Creatures? Uh, I actually think I still haven't had that beer. The Little Creatures IPA? Yeah. Yeah, that one is a perennial disappointment for me. Uh, I can't remember if I've discussed it on air before, but... Possibly as many times as the Hightail. No, yeah. <laughs> no, I think we've discussed it off air a lot, but never actually recorded Oh, really? Yeah. Um,
1: I don't know. The A lot of people really like that beer, though. Oh, yeah, I like to always see um, positive feedback for it, mm. so... Who are we to judge?
0: Well, there you go. Yeah. One man's IPA is another man's disappointment. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The other thing that I I was thinking about discussing um, listeners might have tuned into the fact that it's just us two this week and we're probably
1: winging it a bit. I thought we said earlier there was no guest. Ah, okay. Were we recording then or was that part of the schmozzle? Yeah. Yeah. Our producer shrugged. shrugged. Yeah. (laughs) the wheels are falling
0: off. Yeah. Um Crafty Pint released his book this Yeah, week, that's right. Uh, sorry last week. Congratulations to James Smith. Um he can uh, published by Hardy Grant, I believe. Um Yes. 150 great Australian beers. Uh really good read and it, it's a, a perfect gift for those that aren't that into beer that want to learn a little bit about beer. Um James I think does a good job of making things
1: accessible. And yeah, he has that way about him, doesn't he?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and um, you know, you can pick up that book, and you'll find, open on any page, and you'll be able to get the beers pretty easily. There's, he's not going to add in a you know, a usually lambic obscure. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are some obscure things. He's got the billy bees in there, and um,
1: oh, but I mean, it, it, you can still get billy bees though. You know yeah, I mean? you can. Yeah. yeah,
0: and it definitely. Um, he tried to, I think, consciously. Billy bees needs to be in, in uh, more books, even that aren't about beer. Definitely, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, I, I, we went to the launch of it
1: at Moondog Brewery, mm-hmm. which I really enjoyed. It's my it was, first first visit. Oh, that's right. It was too, wasn't it? Um, yeah, but they put on a pretty good spread. They had Digging for Fire barbecue there, which was really good mm, as their food my... truck option. Mm. Um, and uh, it was very, very tasty. Um, and sort of on the back of his book, he
0: discussed um, in a sort of a commentary on his website about um, critics sort of reviewing beers. And his blind tastings and and his approach to – he does these blind tasting panels for people that aren't aware and then publishes the results on his website. Some brewers really love it um, because they get honest feedback. Um, Others hate it because they're like, well, you ended up with an old bottle. And then James' argument is, well, that was on the shelf. Yep,
1: exactly. Um, Because the good thing about the blind tasting reviews, if you haven't looked at it before, is that he runs through each beer, but he also – mentions where like how he got it, so where he went to purchase it. Yep. So um, that's an extra dimension of information that I think is probably pretty important. Yeah, and it's good feedback for the brewers that don't like it. <laughs> Definitely. Um, the and I guess he's sort of
0: taken on that criticism of you know well, you got one bottle in one place and that's not representative. Um, and he was saying that probably the the, m- the fairest way would be to try a beer blind like three or four times over the course of a year, like a Golf score handicap. Yeah, um, that is difficult to conduct. Though, which it, yeah. he's like that's just basically too hard. But and he was saying that sort of you know reviews. You know, that's why he doesn't really critically review a beer because it's probably not that fair.
1: Um, what do you think, Dave? Do you do you agree with that? Uh, well, I hate reviews, so that's one thing because I think you need to have significant runs on the board for me to care what you so like what you assess the beer to be mm. i love like uh, like profiles and that sort of stuff when mm. someone's telling me about the beer fine a beer they love this is why they love it or even kind of if thing. well yeah they're just telling me what they're getting from the beer so i can go that sounds like i might like it might mm. not fine but the reviews I I don't care about anyone Mm. who's doing that. Mm. So I've been writing reviews lately. Thanks, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's just me. Some people love it. Um, I
0: mean, for me, I really enjoy doing them because it's a fun way to sit down and think about a beer um, and and practice writing. Yeah,
1: like it makes you think about ways to convey it rather than going, this is the SRM and this is the (laughs) Amul. Yeah. What I um, I mean, what, yeah, what I dislike is is reviews online. And I read a lot of them online, um, you know, fellow bloggers, video reviewers, all those kind of things. Like, you, like I read and watch a lot just because of the ones you send me. Yeah, and I so I can't even think about how many you look at and read it.
0: No. Um, and I guess what what I don't like so much is the reviews that just say, "Here is this beer. It's this beer. I didn't like it, or I liked it. I like when people go to more effort." Um, when there's a bit of a narrative around it. And I guess that's what I try to do as well. But, you know, give me a story. Tell me something. Tell me something I don't know. I don't, I don't really care if you like it or don't like it. Yeah, make um, make me want to read
1: your stuff.
0: Yeah. And I guess, but the other thing is, if you, there's kind of that fine line between, you know, you know, we know a few of the brewers and giving someone a, a bad review, it's probably harder to do if you know them.
1: Yeah, fair enough.
0: Um, but no one really, no one really does that, I don't think, in Australia. Or I guess no one's really harsh
1: on brewers. Are they? Are you thinking what I'm thinking? What are you thinking? We should start just being really meanly critical, just honest. All the Cause, time. Cause, I mean, we. Well, I was thinking of being really dishonestly critical, but yeah, honest is good too. Because you know, behind closed doors
0: or uh, whatever, we will slam beers that we really like uh, that, from people that we like or know. Should people do that in public? Is that fair on
1: the brewers? Um, I think it's fine if it's reasoned. Mm. If there's like a, if there's evidence behind it, and if it's mm. fairly done, mm. that's probably fine. I don't, I don't have an issue with that. Mm. I think honest and open discussion is really important in everything. Yeah, there is, and I guess what troubles me is you see a lot
0: of reviews or a lot of a lot of cheerleading going on yeah. for, for beers that might not necessarily be that exciting. Um, and they're sort of chilling around, you know, they might be friends with the person and they just give it a, a big, big rap. Um, but then if they like it, then they like it. Yeah, exactly. That's fine.
1: Hmm. Did we, did we solve anything just now? I don't know if we did.
0: I don't know. I don't oh. like reviews. Yeah. <laughs> Expect more reviews from me. They're all dedicated to Dave. Oh, isn't that nice? Um... Beavarna's coming up. Hopefully, in New you'll
1: pick out the awful ones and send an email them to me. Yep, <laughs> that's the way it normally. Check, works. check out my awful review. Yeah. <laughs> um, Beavarna's coming up. Yes, in I'm not going. So two weeks. Uh,
0: Emma and I are heading over, and we'll be doing. We've got four interviews lined up, I awesome. think um, at least, and then we'll maybe get a few more on the spot. There's a few people I'd like to chat to while we're there. Um, a lot of Australians heading over this year. There's a big contingent of just our troop. Yeah. I'm going to be holding the fort back in Australia. You're going to, every, every bar in Melbourne is going to be empty. Mm. Um, have you been to Birvana? No, never. It's a lot of fun. It's I'd a, love to. It's a weird space, um, but Wellington's... You've been to Wellington. I love Wellington. Yeah. Um so, uh, yeah, and they, they, they're tying it in with Wellington on a plate now, which is a big... That's um, a great connection. Mm. That's really good. So that's kind of their food. Really helpful both ways, I reckon. Mm. And that's their food festival. And, and for those that aren't familiar with Wellington, it's, uh, good beer is kind of ingrained into Wellington now. Um, you can't throw a rock without hitting, hitting someone drinking a Yeasty Boys you beer. You shouldn't be throwing rocks. Anyway. Don't throw rocks. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's good seeing their food and beer just combining... Um, you kind of wonder if Melbourne or anywhere in Australia can do that. You know, there's Food and Wine Festival here and beer events are in there, but is, you know, Melbourne Good Beer Week is still separate to that.
1: Mm. I don't think, yeah, I think we're behind, well behind Wellington in that respect. Mm. Or would there be too many... What are you talking about? Like, would there be too many why? Events. Oh, possibly.
0: Like, because when Good Beer Week's on,
1: this. It takes over, you know, so many venues. Yeah, true. Uh, I think if there was like, f- like, p- not purely but predominantly food-based events as part of Melbourne Food and Wine Festival, that'd be fine. It'd be great. I don't think that'd be stepping on any toes. Hmm. You beer. just finished your beer. Yeah, it's delicious. It's really, really good. Um, it's probably at the right temperature now, which is a shame because we've finished it. I've got a few, few sips left. But it's
0: I, I can't put my finger on the, the final taste of the uh, the C- Lord Coxwain's Double Barrel
1: Porter. It's just a real treat. So, sm- like, silky smooth. Mm. It's like, syrupy. Mm. Great mouthfeel.
0: <laughs> Sorry, mouthfeel's becoming a running joke with my co-workers. Um, Go on. Whenever they give me shit about beer. Oh, because that's a funny thing to say. That's a yeah. funny thing to say. Um, so when, when you said mouthful then I was like are you taking the piss out of me yeah no, I, wait. I have no idea what the joke is yeah. anyway shall we take a break um. Um, and then come back with a bit more yeah. chat empty
1: glass usually means break yeah. time alright come back in a sec welcome back we have returned we have returned with a new beer.
0: We have returned with a new beer. This is uh, one of my home brews. Awesome. Um, so about uh, well over a year, maybe two years old, this one. Ooh. Uh, basically, I brewed a Golden Strong Ale mm-hmm. in the style of the North Coast Prankster, um, which is, a,
1: I think, 9% Belgian strong. Um, one time I went to Slovia and some guy came in, and he said, do you have any Prankster? And Chris said, yeah, it's just in there, and he had about... 15 bottles of it there. Hmm. And the guy just bought all of it. Yeah, right. And he goes like, and he's like, oh, and if you're interested, I've got one of these and one of these that are fairly similar. And the guy's like, nope, I only drink Prankster. Wow. So he's gone into Slow Beer, which is a wall full of just marvellous beers, but he's only interested in Prankster. Yeah, right. Um, Anyway, sorry. This is one of, um, Emma really loves this
0: beer, or loves Prankster. So I tried to, I said, you know, what should I brew next? And she
1: said, brew Prankster. Well, that's a, a... little bit of a weight to bear, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And so I tried, um, and I, I had a bad run of infections in my in my. What house. sort of infections? I, I didn't know. I couldn't I couldn't recognise it. I think there was some brett, um, but I wasn't 100% sure, and, and basically a couple of my beers were just tasting terrible in, in the wake of them. And I replaced all of my equipment, but I lived in a tiny apartment. I think there must have been... Something in the air. Something in the air that I... I, I don't know. And... Uh, This one ended up with the same thing, so I bottled it pretty quickly and it tasted beautiful for the first, you know, after two weeks of conditioning, and then the week later it was just disgustingly horrible.
1: Oh, dear. And how much, what
0: what was the batch size? Small, like 11 litres, only only brew brew in a bag on the stove. Um, But I held onto it for, for a year, like not all of it, a few bottles, and it's turned out to be, well, Dave, I don't know, what do you think? Let's have a look. So I think it's a strain of bread that's got in there. I think it's really tasty. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, pretty to see taste delicious. So it's got sort of a, almost like an orval taste to it um, in terms of it's kind of a little bit pineapple There's a slight bit of heat there, but it's, I think, up around 9%, so it is expected. That's, yeah, it's really tasty. Um, I don't know how I can recreate that infection, culture up that yeast. I've got one bottle left, so I might try and culture up the... Um, the yeast and play around with it. Um, I've still got most of the gear that it was brewed on, so maybe I just need to brew on that and see what happens. Yeah, fair enough.
1: That's a fun part of the home brewing process, isn't it? Just yeah. to see what you can do to try and recapture the magic. You've you know, got a, Do you have a brew currently in progress? I do. I've just brewed a Baltic Porter.
0: Um, it was supposed to be vanilla Baltic Porter, but I forgot to add the vanilla in the, the boil. Mm-hmm. Um, some people add it in the secondary, but I've had really good success in the boil, and I tasting it in the tank it tastes really good now so why mess with it already Is
1: that um, the same sort of size batch? Yeah How much vanilla would you have used and how would you have used it? Uh,
0: so previous time that I did it I used one pod which seems like a lot for you know, 11 or 13 litre batch size that I do but um, I did vanilla and mandarin so I used mandarin peel mm. it was delicious and it was just the right amount of vanilla I think Was that the same style? Like is that another multi-pointer? Yeah Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay Um, Although I went back to when I tried to recreate it, I looked at my notes, and the first uh, note that I had on the recipe was kind of a stuff up, exclamation mark. So I did not recreate that one. Fair enough. Um, I don't know how I did it. I think I might have done a double mash last time. So I mashed in with some basic, I think, just um, Pilsner malt Mm -hmm. and maybe some, some crystal or something, and then pulled it out, kept that water, and then mashed in again I'm um, using that as my, my mash water, so um, a, du- a you know, double mash, basically.
1: Fair enough. Cool. Um, yeah. Whatever you like, if you can try and pull that yeast and get a similar infection again, I think that would be really good because this is pretty damn tasty. It becomes no longer an infection if I'm
0: trying to do it. If you're controlling it well, yeah. I, I think there's an interesting um, lesson there as well. Keep all your brews, even if you think they're stuffed up, and give them a year, and if they taste good then... Exactly. And if they don't, then you tip them out. Unless you're running out of room, I guess.
1: Are you homebrewing yet? No, well, we bought some yeast from, was it Barley Man? Is that what it was called? I hope I didn't make it of myself then. Oh, I don't know. Um, The online, new online New online uh, homebrew supply shop. Mm. Uh, I think we're both sort of intrigued by Brett. So um, Mm. I I got some yeast. I haven't done a batch yet, but Mm. I might maybe next weekend get it all sorted. And I might do, it's good weather for... Baltic Porter, I think. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it's easily like good natural temperatures for, for fermenting. So mm. I might do that, and maybe halfway through, get a bit of Brett going to warm it up. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So um, sounds like a bit of fun. Yeah, I think I might do that, and we can compare
0: <laughs> on the show live a Baltic Porter off.
1: Yeah, exactly. The style that everyone oh, you're, you're not about. breading yours, are you?
0: Mm, look, I might end up with Brett oh, okay. given, given my history yeah, recently. Okay. So you never know. <laughs> <All
1: right. laughs> Surprise, Brett. Um,
0: so I wanted to, to discuss. Um, there's an article in Time Out Chicago, mm-hmm. which I'm an avid reader of.
1: Okay, <laughs> not really.
0: Um, that someone love a bit of TOC. A lady uh, wrote about um, sexist labeling and, and names in the beer industry, which is kind of a it's an ongoing issue, I think. Um, and she, the example she was giving was um, a beer <clears throat> called PD um, California Style. And the artwork was of like it's a lady's legs and, from about the thigh down. Yeah, yeah. and around her ankle were, were her panties or knickers. Yeah, um, or underwear, underwear, undergarment, and her unmentionables. <laughs> um, and and in this case, PD obviously stands for panty dropper, saying you know, implying if you give someone a lady this beer, he's going to drop tray. Is around. that the implication? Oh, what do you think? That's
1: what it. I don't think it really has an implication. Let's continue with the with the setup of the story.
0: Well, okay, and and sort of her discussion was, you know, it's kind of alienating um, female drinkers and playing into those stereotypes that bears this masculine boys club culture, Mm -hmm. boys club, Um, and. I kind of agree. There was a lot of sort of discussions online about it, where people were saying like, ah, oh, you know, it's just a joke, get over it. My main issue: it's not a very funny joke. Um, it's just a bit
1: tedious, right? What do you think? Okay, so in this particular, like, this is I've got this, this same philosophy not about beer labels, about anything, about about everything across the board, right? Right. So that article in particular, you're going to put it in the show notes hmm. so people can read it. I'll link the article. Yeah, okay. Yes. So the particular article was so close to being fine for me. I don't like anyone who is offended by something, it's fine. Everyone's entitled to be offended by whatever they want to be offended by. Mm. But I don't like reading when they start complaining in public about what they're offended by. But I have no issue with people doing it, it's okay. But what I didn't like about this particular article was uh, the pushing... Of her opinions on other people, she ended up. She ended one particular article, case in point, with uh, shocked. You should be, Amy Kavanagh. Don't tell me when to be shocked. Mm. I'll be shocked if I want to be shocked. I mean, and that- there was a couple of things like that that I didn't appreciate, and that's where she lost me. Right. But she's with well within her rights to do whatever she wants. What about the actual point of the? Like yeah. So whether it's. Uh, offensive to people or not, that's, that's f- it's fine, and people are probably justified to be offended by it, but... Mm. Uh, Would you buy a beer called Panty Dropper as a male? Yeah, not because I think it's... I don't think the implication is that it's an effective Panty Dropper. Uh, if I, if the beer is interesting to me, I might drop it, but I wouldn't not buy it because of the label art, or... Um, well, well, I mean... We've had the discussion about if there's bad at label art, am I going to pass by that? And I might do that just because it's bad for the eyes. But the actual content, mm. uh, to me, I wouldn't be bothered by anything
0: like mm. that. I am, I think. Um well, I am. I don't need to say I think. No. Uh, I just kind of think it's lazy and sleazy. Yeah. Um, the other the other example that I, I always sort of think of is Flying Dogs. Uh, they've got a few double entendre. Names. Um, the one in particular that always comes to mind is Pearl Necklace, mm-hmm. which is their oyster stout, which is, you know, equating, naming their bear after, we've got an explicit rating, I can say it, mm-hmm. jizzing on someone's neck. Um, and to me, you know, we're trying to, like, there is this kind of big push to say that beer is more than just people getting drunk and, you know, guys in bars getting drunk and ogling lady kind of culture. Yeah,
1: everyone's like, flying dog pool necklace is fine.
0: I was like, well, that's gets a bit gross, right?
1: Yeah, I t- totally understand your point. Um, and and- I, would, I wouldn't
0: buy that beer because I'm
1: like, it makes me feel a bit gross buying it. I don't want to think about someone jizzing on someone's neck while I'm drinking my beer. Yeah, and that's a fine stand against it, is not buying it. And that's, 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 the, that's, the, that's a great point, like a great... Uh, the way to oppose it is not buying the beer, and if enough mm. people don't buy the beer, they won't be able to keep calling it that because they won't be able to push the they won't be able to sell it to the distributors hmm mm. emma um we had this discussion uh
0: on the on the drive here, and she said she'd still buy the beers uh, even though it offends her because fuck you guys, I'll drink your beer if I want to drink your beer even if you're making it yeah, sexist exactly. towards me, which is an interesting interesting take. Um, and we discussed the clown shoes tramp stamp and whether or not that was in the same league as a pearl necklace or a panty dropper. Jesus, what are we talking about? Um, my ears. <laughs> um, <laughs> my producer's blushing and she just said, my sensibilities. She's not really <laughs> blushing. She's heard it all before. Um, I think tramp stamp, it's a pop culture reference more than it is a... Because that one always comes up in the same discussion. Yeah, okay. What about clown shoes,
1: tramp stamp? Um, and that How one, much intent do you think there is behind any of these names? I,
0: um, yeah, our producer's just chimed in. She wouldn't... She didn't want to come on mic for this, by the way. Um, I invited her on, but she she felt unprepared. But she said, it's still the sexualisation of women and it's not on. She's nodding at that. That's what she said. Um... Ah, oh, sorry. <laughs> Women, no, it's that my that particular one that particular one. I don't really put Tramp Stamp in that category because it seems like a pop culture reference rather than a... Uh, um, you know, it's... If you want to be on mic, producer, jump in. And <laughs> um, she... You're throwing me off. You're part of the conversation, but no one can hear you. <laughs> um, I don't think it's a black and white issue, is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's kind of grey areas. Um, I don't really see something like a tramp stamp. It's kind of a pop culture reference rather than a sleazy reference. But then it's calling someone a tramp. Yeah. And whenever you with it, with it, whenever you include like uh, famous, oh, sorry, no, language around females into a beer name, suddenly it becomes loaded with so many uh, connotations. Yeah. It's hard to do. It is, yeah. There was another one that was called um, miso honey. That hey? was like a honey beer. Oh, I see. Yeah, um, which was just racist. Right, that was
1: terrible. Um, I just think it's lazy. These kind of cheap jokes. Hey, do you want to know what else? <laughs> this is totally a little bit tangential, but you know, Miss Chew. Yes. That restaurant they've got like little bikes in this I don't know if they have delivery service in the South Yarra one mm. but in, this, in the CBD one they've <laughs> got bikes and on the bikes they've got little boards that say you ling we bling you ling oh right so you ring we bring yeah and so Miss uh, so Chiu is a somewhat like of a uh, yeah I don't know how many there are but um, there's at least two that I know yeah. of uh, um, of Vietnamese
0: yeah Vietnamese food, style
1: food, yeah. pretty much yeah
0: um went past a place we we're getting slightly attention yeah, last, last night that's called lady boy um uh, and it's a uh, restaurant and it says uh, rock out with your walk out' their tagline i wouldn't eat there because the taglines so frickin'
1: stupid yeah um I think I just take issue with shitty jokes yeah that's i that, that I get offended about at that way more than most things mm, mm. um Uh, the other one I was thinking about was like what would
0: be the equivalent of say a panty dropper or or, uh, maybe like a a pin-up model, there's another you know quite a few pin-up models on beer labels Um, that kind of picture of the buxom bosomy lady what would be the equivalent of a
1: male um, beer like are there any? Do you mean art? Yeah uh, artwork or names names? Uh, what was that Um, don't Rogue have like a Uh, I don't don't think lumberjack is the right word but don't they have like a oh the um, revolutionary one or they have the I don't know
0: maybe I should have looked it up before (laughs) I think there is a sort of a masculine rogue beer
1: and I thought it was called something so our producer's just chiming in a little bit here rogue always have but they have but they've also got the the brown owls some woman holding a beer as well I think so I don't think it's exclusively dudes on the front of the label um, so the only the, the
0: only one that I could think of, of of kind of a male equivalent of like highlighting or emphasizing a male body part
1: right was the bulging bicep was the bulging bicep
0: the crafty pint who we just mentioned um Murray's collab for beavana which we mentioned yep. wow this is a callback yeah I reckon
1: um where it's Called Belgian bicep, and there's a, a big muscle. Yeah, so like it was a a bulgio, like a belgeo. I think it was it all. It's all derived from wordplay. Yeah, it's a wordplay. I mean. yeah. So it's a mm,
0: there's muscles, in there and oysters. I think so. Um, bicep meaning muscle. Yes. Yada yada yada. The face of the thing is like a muscle face yeah. looking thing. Um, but other than that, I can't think of a one that's that's. Sexualizing men in that same thing, and if there was, I
1: imagine it would be really controversial, right? What about being Nerd rage quit?
0: What was on the label of that
1: Hoffman? I mean, that's he's a different sort of. I thought it was
0: uh, sorry, um, Brew Colt's Pale uh, Lager. Yeah, and it had a. That's more of a joke on my part than anything else. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't half naked
1: or anything, was he? No. So Um,
0: imagine if there was a, a beer that had dude's package on we're the talking
1: like it's there's, It's not there's not <laughs> one of these so I think probably more research would be required I, I, I guess I can't think of one and we we know oh true
0: yeah, yeah. Um, and w- w- what would the reaction be if there was a package would on there thing? be a
1: reaction I don't know what about like
0: erection builder
1: well we had uh, the brew dog had the uh, royal virility whatever it was called hmm that's essentially Erection Builder. Hmm. What if they called it Erection Builder? Well, knowing Brewdog, they would probably <laughs> be the best selling beer of all time. God. Um,
0: maybe there does need to be. Maybe people, someone needs to. If to- there
1: was like a, uh, a lifesaver, like a cartoon caricature lifesaver who was in his Speedos and his little r- red and yellow cap, mm. would it, anyone have a problem with that? I, I guess it depends on what. If it said life saver yeah no, but if like we're talking about just having pinup girls well so
0: with the pinup girls a lot of them have come with you know bucks and blonde or red-eye jane or i don't know something like that so, so, so it'd have to be pun name yeah sorry, right? yeah. yeah um I, to me those ones are okay because it's it's popular culture that kind of um
1: pinup art is a it's kind of a genre of things right Genre of things. Jesus. Genre of things. Oh, um, shirt that says. That. <laughs> we should release a series of t-shirts. A lot of times, I've said I want a t-shirt. There's got to be at least three, I think. Uh, to to break this off on an even worse
0: tangent. Go on. Uh, the basketball player Shaquille O'Neal. He, um, you might know him as Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> One of his um, catchphrases is put that on a t-shirt, right? He says that frequently on on like um, when he's on commentating or mm-hmm. doing commentary on sports basketball mostly um and uh, i saw a thing on reddit.com um, where a guy was saying he worked in a t-shirt making place and Shaq was one of their biggest customers excellent and literally every time he would say put that on a t-shirt they would get an email like at three o'clock in the morning best. that's the best saying hey can you put this on a t-shirt with a t-shirt design and everyone's like well that's a really great story but prove it and he's like well here's some
1: photos of Shaq at like events wearing t-shirts where he said put this on a t-shirt you know what's amazing like some guy is a man. he makes t-shirts that's not enough for some people some guy whose job it is and he's saying that he got orders from Shaq and people are like nah Pixar it didn't happen <laughs> jeez people are the worst aren't they I love that Shaq's got so much
0: money that he can just say yes. well not so much money but so much free time and, and money to just make every catchphrase he has on a t-shirt I
1: reckon there'd be a band that I'd hate called Genre and Things genre and things. I like
0: it. Um Is it dangerous territory for two guys to be sitting here talking about sexualization of I'm comfortable. All right. <laughs> Are you comfortable now? I think yourself?
1: yeah, no, that that silence made me a lot less comfortable. <laughs> um because
0: I mean it is. It is a hot button issue, isn't it? The gender issues in beer and um you know every time there's a list about, you know, beers for females. Yeah, that's um, not helpful. Yeah. And one of my my issues. Beers
1: for females. I don't think that's really the thing, but I mean, but that's that, the, thing. That's, the, the that's what it's pushing, and yeah, it, that's yeah. awful. And yeah. there are always like a fruit bear and something sweet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Um, but one of my issues is
0: that there's a lot of, you know, say if you open up like a Ralph magazine or a zoo magazine, a list of beers in there, it's got to be a terrible list as well. Yeah. Um,. And that offends me. <laughs> me, it's I think lists of beers are terrible, regardless of who they're aimed at.
1: Almost exclusively, yeah. Yeah, so fuck yeah. you, lists. Yeah, Least but lists. we love James's list of one hundred and fifty beers. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a reasonable one. Um, How? Uh, I love this beer actually. Yeah. I, I again, because it's an infection, it's going to be hard to replicate. There's but, only um, only one bottle left in the world as well. Oh, really? Exclusive? You should sell it for thousands of dollars. Anyone want to buy my beer for thousands of dollars? Email luke at com if you're interested in buying this. It's really nice. Um, all
0: right, let's move along. Uh, the other thing, the team from Sessionable, um,
1: our sister podcast in um, Sydney. Yeah, so we're just going to throw back about three months when they asked us a question, and mm. we're going to answer the question. <laughs> so their question was,
0: um, they're talking about Two Birds Taco Beer. We had Jane on the show recently. Um, and that, that taco beer gets a lot of hype around it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people lose their. Were they
1: talking about that particularly, or were they talking about hype beers?
0: Um, yeah, that one, that, just... that one came up as yeah, okay. one of them said they didn't.
1: Um, they tried it and they didn't love it. Because I was talking about how I was a bit hit, neither here nor there on it at, uh, during Good Beer Week, but once it got packaged, I had that moment of, wow, this is an amazing beer. Yeah. And then I think. Um, who was it that brought it up? Liam. Liam? Yeah, yeah, Liam said that he still hasn't reached that. Year yeah, year. he... And he was perplexed because it's one of those just, well, yeah, hyped beer that yeah. everyone just loves, and they, they probably don't... You can't find it on shelves days after it comes out. Yeah. Um,
0: I, I can see Liam's point on that one as well, because for those familiar with Taco, it is isn't an uh, in-your-face giant beer. No, There's no, There's nothing exactly. crazy about it. And every time I kind of talk about it, I have that sort of pang in the back of my head, is it as exciting as I'm saying it is? Cause it's well, I don't think that.
1: exciting is the right word. It's, last time I had it, I was pretty excited by it. No, no, but like when you say a beer is exciting, I think that conjures up like extreme yeah, okay. like, characteristics. Like no one's going to get excited about an ESB, for example. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whereas like that four pines one is amazing. Yeah. Or like just the hand pump the uh, Hargreaves Hill ESB. I get excited by amazing. that. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, the general public, they're looking for a triple IPA. Or yeah, exactly. Or whatever. They want to look into their glass and a boxing glove come out and punch them in the face. So yeah, they're, they're questioning the idea. Yeah. <laughs> the joke beer that yeah. punches you in the face. Or just a can. Pop the lid. Snakes. Actual snakes. I love it. Oh, no. Well, that's cruelty to animals and I don't condone that at all. Yeah, but they're snakes. They don't count. They're terrifying. I'm a
0: New Zealander. We're terrified of snakes. Ask anyone. Um, Is that a thing? Yeah. Oh, we're all convinced there's snakes everywhere here. New Zealanders are terrified of snakes for some reason. Yeah. Well, we don't have snakes in New Zealand. Okay. So when we come over to Australia, we're all convinced there's snakes like, right. everywhere. Right now...
1: This just could be just snakes around. Yeah. When was the last time we saw a snake? Well, <laughs> our producer's shaking her head saying never, because okay. when we first moved into
0: our house, we were doing the gardening, and Emma come running in from the garden and was like, there's a snake, there's a snake. And I'm like, we live in Footscray, which is basically inner city Melbourne. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely not a snake, but she's terrified and yelling, there's a snake. So I went out and checked it out and um, had the rake, like the, the leave rake. Yeah. And kind of from a distance, like, oh, there it is. And it it does look like a snake. Yeah. Turns out it was a rubber one that was wrapped around like a leaf in the garden, like a a weed in the garden. And it looked convincing because, you know, you dig it through the garden and you see a freaking snake. Yeah, fair enough. And then once I realized it was a rubber one, I I mocked her a little bit. And then... As is protocol, I would have thought, yeah. And then then, uh, I should admit that I am that scared of snakes that once I knew it was fake and I didn't have to, like, you know... Uh, save the day or anything mm-hmm. um, I didn't want
1: to touch it <laughs> like the danger was over so did someone put it there to like protect their garden or anything they, like that they like had, birds? they had kids so it was oh like, I see my grandparents um, have got rubber snakes around their fish pond because so, it actually genuinely oh, keeps really? birds away yeah huh. birds are idiots <laughs> <laughs> so Oh, that- sexist this is such a sexist show see it's <laughs> so the guy
0: that was too scared to pick up a rubber snake yeah um, how did we get here? Oh
1: yeah, sessionable question. Oh uh, yeah, uh, taco, taco there. So that, yeah, did that tangent come up? I have no idea. We will have to listen back on that yeah. one. Yeah, genuinely uh, puzzled by that. <laughs> anyway, all right. Um, so they asked us what beers that we had hype. And they, up. Um, and they, Liam had an example. He doesn't get the hype around the Holgate Millennium Falcon. And I'm totally with him there. Yeah, I'm on board with that. That's one that like it comes in the in the 500ml bottles and it's expensive and it flies off the shelf and people love it. And I don't, I don't understand that to me. That's yeah, I didn't, I do not really get that one. The other one, um,
0: this might shock the Sydney ciderers because they're on team um, this beer frequently. Watch out. Uh, the Riverside Triple Seven IPA, uh-huh. um, which is I love the 77 IPA. I think it's a ripper. I love everything those guys do. Um, and I that. Beer came down to Melbourne yeah, briefly. The tap house wasn't it? Yeah, it was at yeah. the like local tap house here, and it had a steam train of hype around it. Everyone's just like, "Man, this is." I heard it called, you know, Pliny. Yeah, yeah. Australia's Pliny the Elder. I was like, "Wow, this is." Let's get on board with that. Yeah, it was pretty good. I wouldn't.
1: I, the only reason I'd, I'd be d- happy to have it again. The only reason I drink it again is to just to double check, though. Yeah. Because I, I could be wrong. I've only had it. No, once, but I think and, we had a similar like when we drank it. Maybe it was just victims of the hype, yeah. But um, I don't remember being blown away by it. It was pretty sweet, if I don't if I recall correctly. Yeah, I didn't get. We should have, have it again at some stage. I think I think we need to maybe revisit. I think
0: there's maybe some bottles of it. Oh, I don't know if they'd come out of Sydney though, would it? We could trade for it. Good um, point. and that, that's the one that stood out to me. That's the
1: another one that is. I'm, I don't know if I've said this on the show before, but when. Uh, who was it? Ale House Project had their hop... One of their hop events. Hop fest, Hop Fests. This yeah. was one that everyone said, this might be my beer of the f- the festival. It's just weird. It's not a festival. It's yeah, a so we- we tap this, this could yeah. be my beer of the weekend. Um, I love every other beer that this guy makes. It's the um, India Black Ale from Black Dog Brewery. Mm-hmm. People were saying, yeah, that was their favourite beer of the whole thing. I've had it three times because I didn't like it. Mm. Didn't like it. And it didn't make any sense because people who I normally share, like, palette with were like, this is great. This is such a great example of the style. I didn't like it. And Mm. I've tried it again because I thought I must have been wrong. Or maybe it's different in bottles and extra delicious. It's just not one that I like. And also, like, every other beer that James makes is, is really good. Yeah, their beers are um, very good. Um, yeah. And I guess it's just
0: one that doesn't hit me the right way. I think there's always that risk of when a beer starts getting that hype behind it, you end up pasting it. And, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a beer. Like, yeah, yeah. And I think that you just quite often see people taste West Flitter, and, you know, which is allegedly the best beer in the world on a number of sort of, you know, measures and um people taste it and they go, Oh, okay. It didn't change my life just then. But Expectation's a strong thing, isn't it? It is a strong thing. And that's why coming back to, to James um James Smith's blind tasting panel, taking that expectation out of it yep. is um a good way to do it because yeah, so much is wrapped into brewers we know or brewers we like. Yep. Beer, brand styles, loyalty, brand loyalty, loyalty. Stuff. labels is a, a massive one. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: we do hope to explore that on, on future podcasts as well, a bit further. Are there um, any other high peers? Have I asked the hospital question because we haven't got anything prepared? <laughs> I can't think of any. Is this like when? playing football and there's two guys closing in on you and I just handball up in the air and you have to wait for it and you just get crunched by someone <laughs> the
0: uh, is that called a hospital pass in AFL? yeah it is oh, yeah
1: same in rugby I think it's probably universal yeah
0: um I can't like I don't get that dragged into hype but also I don't think Australia has as many hype beers as No no the but, no no, no, no but I
1: mean like we there's hype beers in the states and they come across they come across to us mm. and we go mental over it mm. um Oh, no, th- again, I could always forget what we've discussed on air and off air, but um the high res, another one.
0: Oh yeah, um, six, frost six point
1: at the mouth for 6. point high res. Mm. I
0: hated it. And to, I think we both we really like uh 6. point beers. Yeah. Um,
1: oh, it, every single one besides that, I think is really really good. I remember we we, we tried that and I was just uh, so It was like but it was also like it would have been The apex of a brilliant day. Because, like, we went and we just jammed a whole lot of coins in uh, the arcade machines at Forgotten Worlds. And I'd been like, um, I've been asking around if there's high res cans around, and there weren't many around. And just by the grace of God, we just rocked up at Forgotten Worlds just for a a geek Place double place some Double Dragon, and then just in the fridge was a high-res, and it just would have, if that was, like, a beer that I really enjoyed, that would have kept off an amazing, amazing little day, but, um... Expectations just, weren't fulfilled. It really was disappointing. I've, I've had the plan of the Elder, mm-hmm.
0: and that I expected to be like... You know, that, that, you're cool. being, uh, Joe contrarian. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man, this is going to be just average. Yeah. I drank it out of a plastic cup at Frankie's in Sydney. Um, shout out to the Sydney crew for hooking me up, by the way. Good bunch of blokes. Um, that's a delicious beer. <laughs> that's a, that lives up to the hype. Yeah, yeah. That definitely it? lived up to the hype. So I haven't had it, but, really um, bad, yeah. so I guess if there's going to be hype around your beer, you got to bring it, right? But, but yeah. But do you? Because you don't make the hype. Yeah. It's true. Um, Let's stop being jerks. All right, question to those guys. Yeah, let's fire one back. How far would, would you go, uh, Sessionable, to get a hyped up beer? Um, the examples I think of are uh, Pliny the Younger, uh, where you queue up for seven hours to get a tiny taste. And might not even get anything. Yep. Yeah. Um, I know people from the States fly to Copenhagen to get the Canteon. Um, labour release where there's like a hundred bottles. I think there's a hundred bottles. Well, sorry, officially a hundred bottles. There's rumours swirling about where the rest of it went. It's a different story altogether. Um, yeah, how far would you go? What's your What's your
1: limit of getting a a beer? What has to happen for you, like? Where do you go? Maybe it's not worth it that much. Or do you? Go, yeah, I'm going to put in these hard yards to try and get this beer. I guess the other commentary I'd make around that is a lot of people that go to that
0: extreme will say, well, it's not really about getting the taste, it's about the... Experience.
1: Yeah, yeah. the hunt and the experience. Being th- just surrounded by people who are like-minded and mm. that sort of stuff.
0: Which I think is a pretty valid yeah. argument. And I quite regularly buy bottles, uh, sorry, cases of beer from Belgium. That's a lot of effort.
1: Yeah, not true. That I don't leave my computer, but yeah.
0: Anyway. A lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of <laughs> my money. my bank
1: balance will attest yeah. to that. Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, love your love your thoughts on that, guys. And also, any listeners uh, comment on our Facebook. I
1: feel a little bit bad that we haven't thought of that many. Yeah, maybe on the Facebook, if you can, maybe just let us know some more of those hyped beers that we forgot, and We'll definitely uh, have, have address that. Mm. Um, yeah, because it's a, it's a pretty interesting conversation. Yeah, I think so.
0: Um, all right, let's take a quick break. Cool. We've just finished our homebrew. Thumbs up to me. Yeah, well done. Great th- th- error. Thumbs up to Wild Yeast. Yeah, who does Luke it? Luke and Brett together at last. Finally, and we'll come back uh, with some recommendations. Cheers. Um,
1: All right. Well, welcome back. T- uh, are we back already. We All are right. back. I love being back. Um, oh We got a new beer We had to have a new beer uh, It's pretty delicious Do you want to Well look? I only really smelt it And it smells delicious
0: This is uh, relatively new to Australia In the last couple of months um, Prairie Probably
1: not even that long uh, um, like, maybe, month. maybe I don't know yeah.
0: Prairie, Prairie Artisian Ales This is the bomb Artisian, What are you talking about?
1: That's the name Artisan, of the brewery yeah. uh, I I I'll just pick you up on Every little thing That'll be good radio um, Yeah so this is the uh, Sorry podcasting Dave Not radio Oh sorry I'm wearing headphones I just assumed <laughs> We, like, did you, do you realize how big we've drank on this show today? Mm. Twelve, S- twelve point three. You reckon yours was about nine, and this is thirteen percent. This is the bomb! Imperial Stout aged on coffee, cacao nibs. Sorry, coffee, comma cacao nibs, vanilla beans, and chili peppers. Mm. Uh, the aroma is glorious. Mm. It looks it's a pretty attractive looking beer.
0: I've seen in their the beers, well. they're still popping up on tap around I guess Melbourne, maybe Sydney as well at the moment. Um, the bottles I think are mostly gone. You might find a few of their saison around. Uh, the I think there's more to come. This this one in particular is you can get in the um, in the states. People you know really really hunt for this beer. This is a a beer that is loved. A hype beer. A hype beer for sure. Um, so so how far would you go to get it? I'm just joking. <laughs> was, yeah. the, the fact that we can wander on down and get it on shelves so far away from the States, um, I guess so there's a testament to the access we have here. While Why would you pay
1: for like 20 bucks for a small oh, bottle? I don't remember. So apparently it was quite expensive. I didn't use the water. I didn't. Um, That's the worst part. I buy these boxes of beer and then I just pay the final bill. Yeah. I don't even really know what each one's worth. Um yeah, so while we pay a premium, we
0: do actually get a, a pretty good access to some of these beers. What do you think about it, Dave? It's
1: a lot more chilly than I thought it would be. Chilly? Yeah, because mm. you get that um, a bit on the nose, mm. but it's pretty prevalent through the beer. pretty good. It's pretty gentle though the chili. Mm. Like it's ever present, mm. but it's not overpowering, which is difficult. I think that's a really fine line brewers walk when they use chili. Yeah, yeah. Um
0: I think this is this is actually remarkable for so much stuff in it. I can taste all the elements. I would love to get some food with this.
1: Also, if as um as the biggest beer alcohol-wise, this tastes the smallest yeah. out of the 3 today. This could be 8% yeah. and I wouldn't I wouldn't question it. Yeah. Yeah, um,
0: apparently it's pretty outstanding, isn't it? Yeah, apparently the brewer is hoping to get out to Australia next year sometime um, I've already asked him to you can do me. a prairie
1: dog collaboration with any brewer in Australia <laughs> yeah.
0: um, I've already asked him to, to be on the show So fingers crossed he accepts if he's out and we can uh, get an episode with We can him.
1: have a little chataroonie with, what's his name? Jeez, I can't remember On the spot? Yep All right, Mr. I'll prairie. put it in the show notes Joseph Prairie, I think is his name all right, Dave, recommend recommend me a beer. Okay. Um, I don't know. I haven't been out to a lot of bottle stores recently, but uh, in the posse pack, the aforementioned posse pack, uh, I got a bottle of uh, Fat Man Red Suit Big Sack from Bridge Road Brewers, which is a... I don't know what constitutes a double amber or a double red, but it's a pretty much a strong amber or a strong red ale pretty, like, highly hopped in the Bridge Road sort of way. So it's a lot of hop there, but it's not intensely bitter. But it's just a really well-drinking, delicious... Uh, uh, did I already say it's 7.5%? Did I already say that? Not sure. Anyway, so 7.5%, but it's got the hop bill to counter that. It's just really delicious right hmm. What do you got for a beer recommendation?
0: I went to one of my local bottle shops. It's a Thirsty Camel that I think I've recommended it actually on the show yeah. before, that um, gets Sierra Nevada beers in, and their Southern Hemisphere harvest was in stock, which is not too old. I think it's about it's been in the country for about a month. Oh, really? Is that, yep. Oh, is that all it is? Yep. Okay. Um, so Sierra Nevada, Nevada do two harvest beers, Northern, Southern. Um, it's probably not that eco- uh, eco-friendly. They ship hops to the States really quickly, brew the beer, ship them back in form of a beer, at, you know, whatever. Uh, the southern hemisphere is beautiful
1: do you know it's, like I'm pretty sure they put the hot varieties on the label do you recall what it was not off the top of my can head. we use some sort of google oh who cares yeah. you'll look yeah. it up Yeah, I, I we're, don't think we're it's, not even going to put in the show notes just do it like you've got the resources there Yeah,
0: I don't think it really matters because it's delicious okay. um, it's really like it's like a lemony sherbetty pale IPA kind of thing um
1: Comes in kind a, of fun.
0: Yeah, it comes in a 60, 650 ml bottle. I don't like
1: the six fifty ml bottles. I like a six fifty. Give me a small ml.
0: one anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, delicious. Highly recommended. All right. Probably, probably one of the. Of course,
1: that's beer recommendation. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, highly recommended. Oh. Uh, non beer, Dave. What do you got? Okay, it's a simple one. When you make pasta, use fresh pasta. <laughs> Seek it out. The difference is so worth whatever effort is there because I don't know. It's just delicious. Pasta in a packet is
0: pretty horrible. But once you've started yeah um, going down the fresh pasta route, if, look, if there's not a fresh pasta shop around you, making pasta is also very easy. Do that. Just do it. What else are you doing? Exactly. Sitting around listening to a beer podcast.
1: Yeah. You make me sick. <laughs> what do you got for another beer recommendation? Look, uh,
0: mine is, is pretty Melbourne specific. Um, I know that uh, we've been criticised in the past for that, but whatever, we're in Melbourne. It's my life. I live it. Yeah.
1: Um, The bar... Sorry, the place that we... Just quit your job and go outside. (laughs) Luke's wearing a shirt at the moment that says quit your job and go outside. Um, The place that I did the uh, Good Beer Week event with,
0: Storm in a Teacup, they do a syrup chai that they uh, brew themselves, so chai tea, so they basically just boil down the chai to a, a chai fire yep, yep. and that's out in bottles and you
1: put two tablespoons with some milk um oh is that how much you use that seems like a lot to me but i'm not like, i'm not professing any knowledge of how much chai is required I, but, look i don't have any knowledge either that's just what the, the bottle said okay um it was delicious yeah delicious okay.
0: we warmed it up I, I used my brewing thermometer to get it to 60 degrees as the, the thing said oh
1: you really put effort into it, it what did you do it? boiling water and then cold water no, milk. you got to use milk. Oh, right. Okay.
0: Um, it was delicious. So if you live in Melbourne and you want a winter, you know, it's this winter's... A winter warmer. Yeah.
1: Particularly nasty out. winter we're having in Melbourne.
0: Yep. Um, you get a one of these bottles of syrup and you'll have a, a really delicious
1: chai tea. If you want another winter warmer, try and get a prairie bomb. This is absolutely phenomenal. It is uh, remarkable. Yeah. Delicious. Can we anything? should probably do some little round wrap up plugs and yep. whatnot. We have to say thank you to Toe Hyder because it's yeah. something we f- like just forget every single week. So mm. uh, we get their music in our little breaks every week, and yep. they're very generous of them. So thank you guys. Um, and yeah, if you haven't had listened to their album yet, check it out. It's a, a it's a really brand fun new album, album, isn't it? Uh, relatively recent. Came out on August the no, I just made it fool of myself. Anyway, it's a new album. Yeah. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us. Say hi on Facebook at mm. facebook.com forward slash of time. Uh You can get me on Twitter at melbdave. You can get Luke at of time. Yep. What else have we got? Um, a bit of email well, work? Check out for Android users in Melbourne, um, and we're working on expanding it
0: wider. Uh, the app that we've built for pouring in Mel- Melbourne, uh, check it out on the Play Store if you search for pouring in. Uh, basically, it's a community-based app where you can if you're at your favourite bar and the tap list is pretty good, you can take a photo and share it on our app. Um, so it's kind of you know letting everyone have control over what information's out
1: there. Exactly, just helping people out.
0: And it helps me out. you know, I try and do pouring in Melbourne updates frequently. Um, if you don't
1: follow Pouring in Melbourne, just jump on Twitter. It's Pouring in Melbourne, yep. I think. And there's also... Uh, a- you get pour, uh, from pretty much... Not daily, maybe no. Wednesday through I did try Friday. to do Wednesday,
0: Friday at least, and then retweets throughout the week. Yeah. So that's just tap or highlighting things on tap You just find out what's on around, around the place. There's also pouring in Sydney, pouring yeah. in Hobart, uh, pouring in Brisbane, and pouring in Dublin. Oh, yeah. there you go. So um, And that started with pouring in Melbourne. So yeah, get on board if you're in any, any of those places. And if you live in a place that doesn't have a pouring in and you think, well, I could probably retweet some tap lists of my local pubs, Hey, drop me a line. I would appreciate it if you gave me a shout out and said, "Hey, do you mind if I do this?" Because if you're an idiot, I'm going to say no. But chances are, if you listen to this, you're not an idiot.
1: Yeah,
0: Yeah. Um, but you know, it'd it'd just be good to to know that you're out there and doing it,
1: Um, and it's a good community thing. Is there anything else we have forgotten to say? Uh, Please like us on Facebook, which we said. Like us on Facebook. If you can rate us on iTunes, that'd be wonderful. Put a little comment down if you like or dislike. Be honest. It's fine. You can take it. We're big boys. Yeah.
0: Um... And any ideas for, for guests or topics you, you want us to talk about?
1: Yep. Yeah. Also, yeah, if you've got any hype beers you want us to – or you want to just create a bit of discussion on Facebook, jump on. You email us if you want. But, I mean, no one's going to see that except us. So
0: Now, the coming weeks, um, it's going to be a little bit disrupted. Uh, so, Beervana will be there. Yeah, and, wants to go to Beervana. So. so, and then some interviews from there. Uh, Dave will be at a homebrewers' dinner, mm-hmm. um, the Australian National Homebrewers' Conference. There's a, a lead-up dinner here in Melbourne. Uh, I'll put a link to the dinner, so you can, if you want to buy There's going to be some
1: really cool people there, so it yep. uh, should be a fun few little chats with a few folks, so, so that, that should be a good little, uh, I don't know if it's going to be an episode or a bonus content, but yeah. it should be fun. So Dave's going to go along, chat to the, some of the, all the brewers that are there, and
0: you get to have dinner. So, and I've, have you seen the menu? Did I see you the menu? Don't think I yeah, did. Yeah. Ah, it looks amazing. You're going to have a, a really good night. And I think I'm pretty sure uh, the public can come along and buy tickets. Yeah, absolutely. So you can go along too. And that's um, in lead up to the Australian National Homebrewers Conference in October in Canberra. We will be featuring some content um, from some of the guys involved with that coming up soon.
1: Upcoming content for this is going to be fine. So just yep. stay tuned. Yeah. If you, if you stuck through this episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. This is like a low point for a while, so um, everything's looking good.
0: All right. We have to get out of the
1: studio by midday, so we have to go.
0: Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Thanks, producer.